Mr. Stephen Allen's SomeNews.co.uk, the podcast. Hello and welcome to podcast number 14. It's party time. <coughs> the GDP figures are in and it's up by 0.5%. Oh, get some of that. Now I know it doesn't seem like much, but it's not the size that counts. Some people have described this as disappointing, but hey, I've done a lot of things that people have described as disappointing. Doesn't mean I'm going to stop doing them. A man has needs. But the economy is growing. A little, but it is growing. It means that this podcast is hiring again. We've been looking for a producer stroke helper, and the first interviewee is here, so if you'd like to come through. Uh, Firstly, what's your name? It's you again, isn't it? For those who have just joined these podcasts, I should explain, uh, you were fired uh, about a few weeks ago. So the other job thing didn't work out for you? Really? Well, someone took offence to something you said. I'm shocked. No, I'm shocked that they even understood you. Right. Let's look at your CV. Uh, You have little experience in the sector, no qualifications, and since you left here, you've undertaken no training. So why why should we employ you back? You still have the photos of that. And you promise you wouldn't show those photos to anyone? Welcome back. You've been missed. Oh, and the next time you take pictures of me doing that, try not to call me disappointing. Anyway, in this edition, injunctions that are just super, politicians get funky, and the sex education show. Lovely. Let's crack on. Mr. Stephen Allen's Some News Podcast, The Main News. An interesting week when it comes to information. If you have a Sony PlayStation, it turns out hackers know your credit card details. But if you're a journalist who's been getting his end away with a co-worker, you've kept that under wraps. Perfect. Yes, Andrew Marr took out a super injunction to cover up that he's had an affair. I'm, you know, I'm surprised. Not surprised that he took out an injunction. Surprised that he had an affair. Ladies, Really? He's the kind of eye candy you go for, is it? I saw this news story and I thought, really, is this news or is it an advert for spec savers? He took out a gagging order, let's be honest. If you think about him having sex, you don't need to be ordered to gag. I mean, it's that's his normal face that you see on TV. Can you imagine what his sex face looks like? It'll look like he's trying to pass a pineapple. Just to cover the basics then, there are injunctions that stop the press reporting on a story. There are super injunctions that stop the press reporting on the story and stops them reporting that there's been an injunction. And then there's the mega injunction. But I can't tell you what one of them is. Probably. Andrew Marr took out a super injunction, so he was interviewing politicians about their private lives while at the same time stopping people talking about his. Ian Hislop described it as rank. I agree, I think it's rank too. He must have looked like he was passing a pineapple. Credit where it's due, though. Andrew Marr did fess up and went to the newspapers with all this. And now the news of the fact that at least two women on this planet wanted a bit of him made it to the front page of the Daily Mail. So I think he did well there, really. But it has raised the issue of these super injunctions once again. Is it right that courts can control information like this? Well, to find out more, I'm joined by someone who was the subject of a super injunction. Hello. Hello, Steve. So... Tell me what happened. Well, I can't go into the details of the affair. Oh, of course not, of course not. But uh, tell me about the injunction. Well, I got a call from a lawyer telling me I was named in a super injunction and that I had to go into a hospital within the next few days. A hospital? Why? Because they wanted to do this to my voice. What? I thought that was just like some special effect that they put on on TV and radio. No, Steve. They surgically altered my voice box so I wouldn't be identified. These injunctions have gone too far. 
Oh, that wasn't even the worst part. They also got a doctor to make my face look all pixelated. Well, they blurred you out? Yes, it's been terrible. I can't even go on holiday because I don't look like my passport photo anymore. Oh, that's terrible. Hang on, though. If you're named in a super injunction, they give you a deeper, more manly voice and they blur out the details of your face? Yes. Well, no wonder Andrew Marr wanted one. The SomeNews.co.uk podcast. A new rap musical has come out that portrays Nick Clegg as a rapper. After the tuition fee thing, I think it's going to take a lot more for students to start liking Nick again than a little bit of rap. The deputy PM is the main character in this musical, which is called Nicked. Nicked? So maybe it is about tuition fees. It uses rap to chart the creation of the coalition after the 2010 general election. Doesn't sound quite as dramatic as the whole East Coast-West Coast feud. And Prescott isn't around anymore, so there's no one to play Notorious B.I.G. But it's close. I think they're missing a trick here, though. Nick Clegg is okay, but the politician who would be most like a rapper would be William Hague. Remember, he used to wear a baseball cap, and he's foreign secretary. Forget packing a piece. This guy's got a whole army. Plus, I think he'd know how to rap. Check me into a hotel. Only one room mine will share beds. Oh, yes. My name is William Hague and it has to be said I've got a really odd voice and a really shiny head The Tories are my crew when I used to be in charge I was leader of the party and I used to party hard But I couldn't beat Blair so I had to step down It's the one thing I have in common with MC Gordon Brown Now Cameron's in charge but I've got a nice job I'm the MC Foreign Secretary working for a knob It's a word that means he's posh I looked it up Oh yes Everything was fine and I used to be laughing But then we had problems with MC Gaddafi I couldn't do nothing and just watch as he Disrespected his peeps from Derma to Benghazi I went to the UN to get a solution Tell Gaddafi to kiss my resolution But the UN said no troops on their soil Which is a bit of a shame because they've got lots of oil Black gold Texas tea You know So that's where I am, nearly invading a nation. I thought this job would be one long vacation. There are so many reports and security check-ons. Oh, I miss the days when we just sold them the weapons. And if it's not Gaddafi, it's Syria or Bahrain. All of these stories start to look the flipping same. I'm rushed off my feet, it'll make my hair fall out. Looks like war's in, because we've got peace out. What is it good for, eh? Absolutely nothing. The SomeNews.co.uk podcast. In TV land, we had the treat of the sex education show, where Anna Richardson went into schools and talked about sex. She also had a message to high street shops selling provocative clothing to children. Stop pimping our kids! I agree. Or at the very least, stop pimping the ugly ones. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Uh, this show took on the news agents. We've taken on the UK's best-known news agent about their policy for displaying sexually inappropriate material. In one shot, they showed WH Smiths selling lads magazines on the middle shelf right next to some Kleenex. Now there is some planning. 
And also they took on shoe shops for selling sexy shoes. And Shoe Zone was the only store we went to that sold heels over two inches high for children. Although children are short, those two inches could make all the difference at Alden Towers. And whilst they think it's okay to sell high heels for young children, we don't. Oh yes, by the way, in all of these shows it was only ever young girls being dressed as adult women who were featured. They never talked about the sexualization of young boys being made to wear uh, the kind of clothing that grown-up men wear. T-shirts with food on them, tracksuit bottoms. Basically, this show was sexist. It wasn't just moaning about newsagents letting kids see the front cover of lads magazines. They also took naked people into schools to give them sex education, which is kind of hypocritical, but there you go. At least it managed to answer quite a few questions. Tonight, we're at Brislington Enterprise College in Bristol talking about what happens when girls become women. I don't know, something to do with shopping. The kids had a lot of worries too. Girls always do worry about their breast size because um, celebrities have always got the bigger boobs. Early Gary Barlow, recent Robbie Williams, Rick Waller. Yeah, she's got a point. The set's education lessons included actual live naked people. So, where would we be without our five fabulous models? I mean, who replies to an ad like that? Wanted. Five people to get nude in a school. They are wrong'uns. But it must have been embarrassing for them. I'm going to look at Maria. And Maria's also had children. You can see that the breasts are, they do droop slightly. Ouch. She's cruising for a bruising. Having said all this, we had someone who came into our school when I was younger and did naked sex education lessons. Well, I say he came into the school. He kind of just waited by the gates most days. Anyway, they were shining light on the issue of rude lyrics that kids might listen to. Just listen to the lyrics from Rihanna's Rude Boy. Come here, rude boy, boy. Can you get it up? Call me old-fashioned, but I think it's pretty clear what she's talking about. What, what, putting up a shelf? It was an educational show and quite useful. Forget Super Science versus Super Skinny. Some of the pictures on this show would put you right off your kebab. But it did turn out that they didn't know the answers to all the questions. She does have this kind of quite marked asymmetry between her left and her right breast. And actually, most women have asymmetrical breasts, and it's often the left breast, which is larger than the right. Really? For some reason or other. We're not quite sure why. Oh, that's because most men are right-handed. Thank you, evolution. The somenews.co.uk podcast. A 16th century guide to women has been discovered, and it contains some gems. It says that females are failed males. I mean, ouch, harsh, but also, that's like saying that men back then thought, if my wife put a bit more effort in, this could be a civil partnership. The book called De Secretis Mularium also suggested that men, wanting to check if a woman was still a virgin, should ask her to sniff a lettuce, and then if she wants to go to the loo after, she is corrupted. I mean, there's no point with that. What? There are some towns in the UK where you won't find one. A lettuce, I mean. All right, calm down. Other revelations include women being able to kill animals with a glance during their time of the month. You live and learn, don't you? The book also says pregnant women will have a girl if their left breast is bigger than the right, and a boy if the right breast is bigger than the left. So back in those days, men wanted to have twins, one of each. I mean, it's all utter rubbish, but it makes you wonder, if myths like these were still being made today... What would they be? I asked the question on Twitter. Here are some of the answers. Loza85 said, Feed a man lots of iron tablets and eventually his willy will always point north. Two vids, his myth about women is you should dress them in cotton and take them for a picnic. Nice. Fizzy Petal's myth is men are rational. Ouch. Audio scene, spelt with like a P and a Y and stuff, said, uh, The shape and size of a woman's eyebrows correlates directly to how much she's prepared to spend on shoes. Not even sure if that's a myth. Martin DB, breasts are waterproof up to 50 metres. 
1989, the male brain can't talk about directions when lost, only when talking to other men when you finally get there. And Philip 501, men are animals in bed and can perform for hours, which actually means three minutes max, including undressing. The somenews.co.uk podcast, your letters. Just time for another of your questions. This one from Brett on Formspring. Dear Steve, what is your biggest fear? Oh, um, maybe war, famine, seeing my family and friends suffer. Oh, hang on, no, no, clowns. Oh, you can't see their face properly, they're weird. The somenews.co.uk podcast. It was only a short podcast this time. We're saving energy for the royal wedding special. Meanwhile, check out somenews.co.uk for more stuff. Any emails to podcast at somenews.co.uk and follow on Twitter at Mr. Steve N. Allen. And you can also subscribe via iTunes. Till next time. Bye. The Some News Podcast. Get more at somenews.co.uk.